What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to the Build Your Empire podcast. Today, episode three, we have Mr. Christopher Drama Faf with us, a.k.a. Drama. And I've actually interviewed Drama before on my personal podcast, but today we're back in L.A., actually in person, and I'm excited to have you on the show, man. Hell yeah, brother. Round two. Oh yeah, bro. First one's good. First one's a success. Uh, then we met up again and got you a day off of school. Yep. Had a secure the loop bag. That was a good moment. It was. It was. Uh, so I mean, this is you know third times a charm here. Good stuff, man. Yeah. So before we get into it, man. So this podcast, Build Your Empire, we we like really talking about really what it takes to I would say dominate a field, and I would say when it comes to the clothing industry or whatever it is from your past experience on MTV, just. You've built an empire, whether that be a fan-based clothing brand, whatever that may be. Yeah. So to kind of start it off, the, I would say the first question before we dive into it is like, when it comes to building an empire, you hear that phrase used in a lot of different places. Like, what do you think about when you hear like if someone's built their empire? Like, what comes to mind? How do you explain that? I would I would argue that anyone who's at least in the beginning of the beginning stages of building an empire doesn't realize they're even building an empire. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that a lot (laughs) of times, and and just be cautious of this Build Your Empire followers, a lot of times it's the people you meet that say they're building an empire that never build an empire. And the ones who built an empire just were following the next step and grinding it out and trying to do the right thing. And you do enough of the right thing over and over and over again I think you wake up one day and say, oh, shit, I got an empire. You know <laughs> what I mean? It. But uh, that's, how I, that's really how I see it. And I think that I only say that to say I don't say that to get down on anyone saying you're building an empire. I'm all yeah. about positive thinking For and sure. all that. But I think that, like, you can't – don't worry about sitting down one day in your bedroom and, and figuring out the blueprint of an empire. Worry <laughs> about taking the next step yeah. and doing yeah. the next thing and doing the next thing and constantly learning and evolving. And, and, and yeah, if you're lucky uh, – you know, one day you'll people will say you built an empire. Yeah, and it'll be stuff. Good. Cause shit, man, I totally agree with that. So for everyone listening that is following Blue Jumper, I know that we've done a podcast before. We've gone into your story. Yeah. I don't want to just regurgitate all the same stuff, but for, for the people listening, yeah. just let's catch them up to speed a little bit when it comes to what you're currently doing, the empire you've built when it comes to the clothing perspective, and just what you've been able to do. Yeah. Let's just take them back and like a two minute reference of sure. What's happening and what you're up to nowadays, Rama? Yeah, here's the super speed. I mean, I really feel like at this point I've lived like five completely separate different lives that have kind of evolved from one to the next. Um, But I'm from Akron, Ohio. Grew up skateboarding. Uh, It was my absolute passion, love. It's all I wanted to do, all I cared about. That love uh, led me to know at about 14 years old I wanted to move to L.A. as soon as I graduated. Very similar to you. I knew from the moment, you know, I was getting close to ending high school, I was out of there, I was going to L.A., I I didn't take my SATs, my ACTs, none of that, college wasn't even in the discussion. Um, I was out of there, and really what drove me was skateboarding, not some grand dream of of, um, clothing and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I moved here, I ended up kind of settling in, I built a really close relationship with my cousin, Rob Dyrdek. Um, we ended up, you know, we didn't, he's 13 years older than I am and he moved to LA when he was 16. So when I was three and so I knew (laughs) that I had this really cool cousin, uh, for most of my life, but I didn't know, I didn't know him personally really well and I didn't know much about what he did or whatever. So, uh, it was, when I moved here, we ended up becoming really close and he became like a big brother to me and we ended up, um, shooting, this crazy idea that would become the pilot for uh, Robin Big, which ended up getting picked up by MTV. That took our lives into this crazy lane of reality TV fame, weird <laughs> people are recognizing you, uh, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. That lasted three seasons, a couple years. Huge hit, way bigger than we ever expected or could have planned for. Yeah, yeah. Um, that rolled into a show called Fantasy Factory on MTV. And really what Fantasy Factory signified, I think, for both of us, he was much further along than me, but was kind of, I think Robin Big was like, we didn't know what to expect, and it became this huge thing. And Fantasy Factory is like, okay, we kind of know the power of this thing, this marketing thing, and we want to use it to actually build and support businesses. And... He had a lot of sponsors at the time and was 
doing really well because of all that and started some businesses. And then I, and then I was just really searching for kind of like, what's my thing, you know? I knew that the last thing on earth I wanted to be was uh, a personal assistant, which I first was, oh. or a reality TV star, because that's about <laughs> the lamest career title on earth, right? Okay. And so I kept trying to think like, well, how can I... I know I have all these eyeballs. I know I have this platform. How can I use this to build something that could actually last and create me a life in L.A., which is what I've always wanted? Yeah. <clears throat> and I tried a million different things, uh, including music production and with my alter ego drama beats and, okay. uh, and a bunch of different things. But the thing that really ended up working and kind of connecting was Young and Reckless, the clothing line. And really what that was was it was something that I could do and put a lot of time into and market directly to the same people who were watching our show and then sell it to a chain of retailers being PacSun, Macy's, Tilly's, Zoomies, um, that were the exact kids who were watching that show. So it was just like yeah. a perfect loop, right? <laughs> and and it worked. And um, it did. I watched that show and bought the clothes. There you go, God man. Dang it. Target Democrat. <laughs> God dang and it. look at you now. And now I'm trying yeah. to market to you again, yeah. right? The other case you added to the world. Yeah, yeah. So so um it worked really well and had a lot of success. And then, you know, it was always really important to me. Like I said, I thought fame for me was really whack. I thought reality show fame was really whack. And I thought that building a brand that was like merch for a reality TV star was about the lamest thing ever. So I wanted to really make sure that it stood for something. And it stood for kind of that rebel do-it-yourself spirit of young people going out there and, and doing what they wanted to do. And we started working with people like Meek Mill and Machine Gun Kelly at the time and all these different artists to make sure that we could really solidify it as a real brand <clears throat> and as something much more than just merch. And um, that's what happened. And that was a bit of a struggle, I think, more than, than a lot of people know or kind of kind of expect. But there was some times there where we weren't really sure that this thing was going to last further than a yeah. season or two. And, uh, and it worked. And it really started catching and... Then Fantasy Factory ended. I uh, am running still, young and reckless, full-time. It's kind of taken on a life of its own. It's shifted through the different worlds of retail, kind of having some trouble into e-com, yeah. social media marketing. We're now making full uh, full outfits, full ev- jeans, yeah. everything. Like care packages. like Yeah, those, much those better boxes. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, badass, though. And so we've we've evolved quite a bit in that way. And then now... I'm still doing that while also trying to make sure that I'm creating content. And obviously, I more than anyone understand the power of media and the power of content and the power of branding and telling your story. And there's a new way to do that now, um, which is exactly what we're doing here. And so I created my podcast, Short Story Long. I've really been trying to just focus on putting out content that's in line with who I am and what I believe and what I'm working on. And, And really, my end goal... Uh, is just to inspire you know people like you to do yeah. the same thing because I fully 100% realize that there's nothing overly special about me. Uh, I wasn't some high achiever. Yeah. I wasn't some super charismatic guy. Um, I just kind of went for it, figured it out, believed I could do it, yeah, and have been able to achieve and am currently living a life that's way beyond what I ever thought was yeah. capable for me. And that's something I want to pass along so that's uh yeah that's the five minute version good stuff yeah that's fire so i want to bring up the podcast because i know when it comes to the podcast you sitting down with people there was something bringing up the i interviewed jake casson today we were talking and this is something i referenced you in it was like you said dude like how about anyone should start a podcast because it gives you an excuse to sit down with people and just have good ass conversations and like that's literally like my exact thesis for like everything that I do with this right here. Yep. So like when it comes to podcasting and like doing that thing, some people listening may be listening and be like, I love podcasts. Some people may be like, this is my first. Like what is your thoughts on just podcasting? Why did you start it? And when did you start it overall? So podcasting, I really think, I think it's incredible. And I think, and I would say that that also probably applies to like, a YouTube show or any form of disciplined content with yeah. a purpose. But using podcasts as an example, I think it's absolutely incredible. I think that the the platform and the type of media itself are just really blowing up. And I Definitely. think it's <clears throat> obviously like the new radio and, and replacing that entire format. Um, and then like like you were just talking about, like it's literally 
<laughs> so good for your life. That sounds really heavy, but it's so good for you. It's oh, like shit. a manifestation machine yeah, yeah. in the sense of, think about this. If you're a dog trainer in Akron, Ohio, where I'm from, and you start a podcast and you go hunt down people who know interesting facts about dogs and interview them for an hour every week. I don't care if you have zero listeners on your podcast or the whole podcast is fake. You just sat down with a <laughs> yeah. hundred really knowledgeable dog people. Think of how much smarter you're going to be. Yeah. And think of now the relationships that you have and the businesses. You, it's like the discipline of it all is what blew me away. And I was not expecting that in any way. So yeah. I think it's really cool. I think the fact that you can do and say whatever the hell you want. You can release them whenever you want. Your fans can take them in however they want. I, I just think it's an incredible format. And I think that the the discipline that it gives you will literally change people's lives. Your own. Yeah. You know, yeah. everyone says like, yeah, I'm doing this podcast because sure. I want to change people's lives. It's like, you're getting to change your own yeah. life. You know what I mean? That's the real shit. <clears throat> <laughs> well, re- regarding just something when it comes to your podcast, you've interviewed how many people has, is it now? Like, 105, I think. 105? Yeah. Good shit. And that's time frame. You started what? Two years. Two years ago? Yeah. Good stuff. So when it comes to just the word, not even just the word success, but people that you've interviewed, everyone that's doing different things, everyone's yeah. kind of built a separate empire if you look at it, yeah. looking backwards from their standpoint. But like, what's some been some of the biggest takeaways that you've just had from like sitting down with people? Is it just the mentality? Just sort of like a short little yeah. golden nugget from like the 105 people just in your own form. Yeah, the biggest thing is that they're all just people. You know, and like, I think that's the first thing that blew my mind when I moved to LA and I was around people that were doing really interesting things. And that's what really broke through to me that I could do something cool. Um, and it's the reason, it's what motivated me to start the podcast is I want to show everyone else, like, hey, these are all just people. And it's just, they're just people. It's just that they're people that maybe persevere a little bit harder, learn a little uh, more determined, yeah. um, don't take failure as hard. You know, there are some traits that each one of them have that you can see, but they're really easy to replicate. Yeah. I haven't had anyone on, and no disrespect to any of my guests, I haven't had anyone on my podcast yet that's like sort of levitated out of here and I've been like, oh my God, that was an alien. You know what I mean? Every yeah, yeah, person yeah. is like, damn, man, you're really cool and you're yeah, doing yeah. a really good job, but like you're just a guy with the same, you know, or a girl with the same struggles and issues. Yeah. And it's just about pushing through those, you know? That's dope. Yeah. So I want to talk about. Is regarding the the business of what you're doing and like the back end of what people really don't see in in general. Yeah. When it comes to just running the company that you do and maintaining it, what do you think separates clothing brands or brands in general from not having success long term within a one five ten year window, and then companies that just flourish and just have this amazing brand like you have and can actually pioneer in certain things, social yeah. media. Like, what what do you think really separates those two brands? Plain and simple, I think it's the ability to evolve. And it literally comes down to that when you talk about flourishing and long-term, right? And I think that evolving, like, without an ego is a hard thing to do, but it's 100% necessary. And I think, like, if you're one in a million fortunate, hardworking, and get lucky enough, like I was, to have a moment especially in the apparel industry, you're really yeah. fortunate. But to be able to put your pride aside and say, hey, things are changing, trends are changing, the, the distribution style is changing, marketing is changing. Yeah. Literally, since I started this brand, everything has changed. It's an entirely different yeah, business. Yeah. <laughs> and you just can't, like, the worst thing that happens to a lot of people, I've seen it time and time again, is they get some success and then they think they know it all. And then they think they're the ones who get to say. And then they think, yeah. you know what I mean? And why do I have to change? This is what people are doing. Influencers, who cares about that? We deal with yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I've watched people have really, really short runs, especially in apparel, because they just refuse to evolve. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. So when it comes to evolving, social media-wise, and from a personal standpoint and a business standpoint... What do you think when it comes to a branding outlook on just 
like I, I was talking to Jake today, and he was talking about like Supreme or Gucci, Louis Vuitton, all these brands that are identified as these big brands, or like yeah. they have a different perception. Which I think Young and Reckless has a great perception yeah. from the audience and customer base. Mm-hmm. What do you think creates that? Just the long, like that presence of just mm-hmm. a brand that is meaningful and has a culture base following. Because I know yeah. Andy Frisella always talks about that. So like, yeah. what do you think culture means for Young and Reckless, and how have you been, been able to build that in, in that? Yeah, I think that it's, you know, at best 50% of it is having a really strong identity internally. Like what is you should be able at any moment to sit in front of someone and say this is what my brand means and this is where it fits in the market and this mm-hmm. is the type of products we make and why we make them and and this is what we do and this is the type of people that we like to work with and this is what our office is like and yes that's going to evolve also like this office there used to be just like constant nerf gun battles and like just chaos and we had to clean it up a little you know what I mean and um, and also the brand kind of used to have a quite a different design look and we changed that too so that will grow and evolve but if at any moment you can't explain to anyone what your brand is one on one why are millions of people supposed to understand what it is so that's 50% the other 50% I genuinely believe is straight up luck (laughs) it just is people don't talk about that and I hate when I listen to a lot of these podcasts and people are like I know how to do it I could do it it's like okay then why don't you have 27 Supremes yeah 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 because why not (laughs) you just can write it down like I'll take one my friend wants one you know what I mean Supreme is magic like there is something yeah. in Supreme yep. that the way the consumer latched on to that brand is not recreatable. And that's something I think to take some lessons from and also respect the luck of it all. Yep. And people don't talk about that enough. So my, my adv- if I channel that all into advice, I would say be able at any moment in, like they say, an elevator ride to be able to say exactly what your company is, what type of products you make and what your company culture is. And... Let go and let God deal with the rest. You know what I mean? Because you can have the dopest brand ever and it's yeah. just not your time. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're stupid. Okay. And I've seen some dummies make a lot of money. Okay. You know what I mean? It goes <laughs> yeah, both yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I agree with that. So when it comes to um, just the day-to-day inside of it, because I really want to build your empire listeners because there's a lot of, I would say, people that either have companies or are trying to rebrand their companies or yeah. really just trying to make things better internally in their organization from that standpoint. Yeah. So, like, when it comes to not even just the growth of a company, expanding offices, but what was that experience like with you when it comes to the idea standpoint, obviously, of you have this platform, MTV, this show, putting out products that then the audience can buy. When it comes to just the growth of getting these designs to actually having an accounting team and a marketing team yeah. and a department team. Like, what's the separation point and, like, how, what's the mental capability that you have to have going into the bigger side? Yeah, I mean, I could probably talk about that for, like, half an hour. Because <laughs> I've evolved yeah, yeah. so much through it. Yeah. And in the beginning, I'm going to be honest, in the beginning, I think I probably, you know, I'm 20, I was 21 uh, years old, um, I was on a TV show, so everything you do is a little bit magnified. You know, you think you're a little cooler than you are. Okay. Um, I started being really successful with it and making a lot of money around like 23 or 24, which is young yeah. for like a little hillbilly from Ohio. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. And and I think I was never a straight up jerk, but I just think that I put a little bit too much of the emphasis on myself and how hard I was working and not as much on the other people. And it wasn't until I until I got a little older and started really understanding what we were doing and how this was evolving, how incredibly important everyone in your office is. And it's like, it yeah. does not matter, man. There's nobody except for, you know, maybe Kylie Jenner that doesn't have to worry about a staff, yeah. right? It just doesn't exist. Um, you need your accountants to give a shit. You need yeah. your marketing people to know what the hell they're even selling. You need your salespeople to know why they're selling. You need yeah. it. like, And you need people to come to work every day. And somebody said this to me the other day, and it's so true. People will never admit this, but the people that you work with are your friends and family. They are. They never admit it. And everyone yeah. comes to work and says, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to be like hanging out with my friends later, and I don't really. But it's not true. <laughs> if you really added yeah. up the time and you really looked at what all your employees do when they go home, this is their family. These are their friends. And if they don't feel like every day they're working with people that they care about, 
then they're going to just do a shitty job, yeah. period, end. And you're just not going to get a good thing done. And that's becoming more and more aware to me. Once again, I'm not going to act like some super business genius. It's becoming more and more aware to me every day. Yeah. And I'm trying to – that's why when you walked in, I was handing out Dean's book and even just yeah. little things, trying to start a book club, trying yeah, to do yeah. little stuff to just say, like, I really do appreciate every single person here. And there is not a piece of me that's confused – about the fact that without all of them, I don't get to do cool podcasts and talk about building yeah. empires. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I get it. And, and it's important, man. And I think if anyone's starting a company from day one, from employee number one, don't ever kid yourself that um, you're the only one that matters. Okay. You know? That's the truth. Yeah. So, wait, you guys have how many people total now here? Uh, I think it's 42. Okay. Yeah. 42 best friends then. 42 <laughs> best friends and family, man. It's great. If you think about it that way, it's yeah. great. The other day we went skydiving. We ended up getting canceled because it was oh. too windy, which is ridiculous. Okay. But we uh, were trying to think of team bonding things. Okay. And uh, we thought of skydiving, and so we were all going to go jump out. You know, you risk your life together. No, those are like 10 to <laughs> committed. Okay, okay. But, uh, but we try to do little stuff here and there to like okay. really build the, you oh. know. You've been skydiving before? I have twice. How is it? It's great, man, but it is scary. I'm <laughs> we not going to talk act. about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to act tough again. I it's uh, like I would do it again. We were going to do it last weekend, but <laughs> but man, it's uh, it's a rush. Okay. Yeah, you should do it. Have you done it? I have not yet. You not, do I it. can't. Eight, when I turn 18, I think I'm good to go. Yeah. Or can you get like I think 18 right? signed off when you're 17? When you turn 18, July 9th. It's like right there. Oh yeah, yeah you're good. I'm good to go. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, because my brother went and like he was like, yeah, bro, that shit's <laughs> it's not. Yeah, like, I don't want to make it, like, a hippie thing, but, like, it gives you some perspective. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, you land yeah. and you're like, whoa. Like, yeah. this, like, I'm just happy to be, like, walking. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel. It's good. There's that, have you ever watched that Will Smith video? Will Which Smith one? did a video about skydiving, and he really oh, just yeah, Will yeah. Smith yep. the shit out of it. Like, he yeah. just made it so much cooler. Yeah. And, uh, Will Smith the shit out of he it. He did. And, uh, and you should watch it, because he perfectly describes kind of the breakdown. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. So when it comes to, like, team activities, your daily life... There's obviously some pleasurement, and when you talk about work-life balance, is that even a thing for you, or like, what does that even mean to you? Like, work-life balance at work, and like in your normal life, like, what's the difference between work-life balance? How do you balance that, or what even is that to you? Yeah, yeah, it does exist for me very much, and I think another young flaw was uh, thinking that it shouldn't, and thinking that. It was just a game of the harder you work, the more successful you are, period. And that's so untrue. And it's so stupid. <laughs> and that's another thing I hear on a lot of these business things is like, I don't ever sleep. Oh, I yeah. will. It's like, okay, then you're just dumb. <laughs> and, and it's just literally like, you know, like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's not like, damn, I wish I could never sleep. Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. just stupid. Yeah. And, and the simple fact is like, it's not about it's truly not you can we all work hard everyone in this room yeah but it's about the quality of the work you're doing while you're working yeah and if you don't know why you're working because you're not spending time with people you care about or doing fun things or just resting yourself that you're just doing a lot a lot a lot of really shitty work yeah. and i'm sorry that that happened yeah um <laughs> So so that's it. so it's another thing and and I don't I don't go I don't have any crazy hobbies I'm not like some crazy like spear fisherman or something like that I wish I was <laughs> but I you know I'm trying to figure out how to play tennis okay uh, bro I played like two weeks ago bro did you play for real on a real court yeah like, but I was, I'm saying do you actually play I have like four or five times but like I played with this girl back home and like it's hard we were getting it like she she smoked me but like yeah. I was like, this is it's actually hard, a good workout. It's hard, but it's an incredible workout. Yeah, good so workout. So I love tennis. <laughs> I love uh, I love ping pong. Okay. And that's why shout out to the movement kids. I'm going to come smoke you in your own office. <laughs> but I love ping pong, and uh, but it's obviously not very good physical. Activity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I oh, was this. like, man, I guess I would probably like tennis. And you just like you're drenched, man. Yeah, you're yeah. just like sweating, whatever. So tear up your I, shoes. Yeah. So I do that. <laughs> um, I just hang out with friends, you know, whenever I can. Uh, I. I do do obviously things like ping pong. I love shooting photos. Yeah. Uh, little stuff. And then I work a lot and I love the people that I work with. And work truly is what keeps me going and feeling motivated and whatever. And and so I, I think I've done a pretty good job at evolving into a healthier okay. version of guy who works a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. That's yeah. dope. So I want to talk a little bit about hometown, Akron, Ohio, yeah. small town, because I know when we first met, we started talking, I was like, shit, I'm from a small town in Virginia, like, I resonate with that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. like, 
when you look at where you're from, where you are now, just like the journey from being born in Akron, Ohio, and like looking at LA and this perception of, oh my God, LA, how has that changed over time? Because I think for a lot of young people, maybe they have that place they want to be in life and they glorify that and they just want to get there and then it's over. So like for you, was that your, like when you looked at LA and wanted to move there and you moved there, what was the perception change of like actually thinking about moving there and then actually being there? Yeah. Oh man, I think that it was like a mixture of like absolute heaven with like pure chaos. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was like all I wanted to do was live in LA. Like I said, it was mainly a skateboarding. It was skateboarding and opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just like Ohio. There's nothing going on in Ohio. Yep. I just want to be in the action. Yep. And and LA is the obvious choice because I love skateboarding and LA is the skateboard capital of the world. Yeah. So I got here and I was really happy to be here, but at the same time, I was like so overwhelmed, like traffic and car. like I remember the first time I tried to drive here, I was like, what in okay. the hell? Like I'm going to die yeah, yeah, like yeah. every two seconds. <laughs> yeah. And and just the like the different types of people and the, you know what I'm saying? Like Diversity. I, don't know how, I don't mean to sound like straight up like <laughs> just hillbilly, but like, but like the... It's not even the diversity meaning in like racial or anything like that. It's the different types. It's, it's everyone's doing something. You know, you walk into a yeah. Ralph's and it's like there's someone who's an actor and a musician yeah. and a businessman. Yeah. And, and it's just like, whoa, like you can do anything, yeah. you know. And because um, in Ohio, everyone's doing the same thing. And, and I think that so it was this combination of like, how do I drive anywhere? This is nuts. And, and <laughs> also like it's overwhelming, but I. I like it. Yeah. You know, and, and and I always say there would never be another city, unfortunately, that I could move to that I would be as excited as I was when I first came to LA. Okay. There's just not. Like New York doesn't yeah, do that for me. Me neither, bro. There's At no worry. You know, I, New York's cool in small doses, still a little hectic. Yeah, yeah. Miami's great in small doses, yep. still feel hungover when I even think about <laughs> it. You know, like uh, but but there's not any one city that's like as cool yeah as this was to me i agree it is i agree with that 100 yeah. i was just reminding me last week got a terrible sunburn bro got stranded on jet skis for like three hours yeah. and just took an l and i was like dude this heat is not for me always like yeah. i love <laughs> i love like really love miami a lot but it's just like you know it's a town built around like partying and yeah, like yeah. that energy yeah, yeah. You, know, you just go there and you're like shit <laughs> like i'm already yeah, yeah. you know you just hear like tiesto coming yeah, out yeah, of yeah. The, like air but uh yeah but yeah so nothing nothing like la definitely so reading i know when, when i first got you on my personal podcast yeah i remember i dm'd you and you posted a picture of the book obviously you talk a lot about reading you what did you get said a book club you want to start in your office yeah so what has reading done for you have you always like vibe with reading in school or like what was that entire thing when it comes to just like self-education and just sort of not doing the traditional thing because yeah. I know you said did you drop out of college or did you not go to college no never went never went yeah. so I know that you said that wasn't even a thought and that you just wanted to move to LA yeah. but regarding just educating yourself books like back where I'm from it's like once you graduate school go get fucked up the rest of your life and go do your yeah. thing and, and work at a job you met in yep. yeah, second class. grade yep. yeah. <laughs> so like what for you like what was your perception of like self-education and the books and what's some books after you answer that that you just really vibe with and yeah. think have impacted your life yeah that's a great question I, I think that um, I had to like wake up to it you know and once again not getting down on my childhood but for the sake of the story, I honestly, and I checked with my mom the other day and she confirmed that she thinks I'm right. I don't think that I ever read one single book until age 27. No shit. Yeah. And, and that book was um, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Yep. And I remember reading it. And I would say I have good instincts, right, at best. Like yeah. that's my thing. And I read that book and I remember being like, holy cow. Somebody just put, like, all of my kind of instincts into, like, a book. And, like, there's examples of other people who have done this. And there's theories of why this works. And there's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is incredible. And and not that even, you know, I went from that. I probably read maybe at best three books that year. And then the next year I probably read, you know, eight or something. And now I I read – I'm pretty on par so far for the year reading a book a week. Damn. And – 
I love it, man. And I feel weird even like this, these words coming out of my mouth because I feel like, you know what I mean? Like it still feels like, yeah, yeah. Well, who are you? Dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> it's nuts. And it's, it's, I think the fact that you're kind of, you have a relationship with education growing up that's a little flawed. And that's a little yeah. bit like you look at it as science, math, you know, biology, yeah, yeah. and you hate it. And then yep. there's this kind of like, well, I'm going to do it myself way. And you think that that means literally do it yourself. Yeah. And that's also dumb. Yeah. And I think realizing that there's just you know, there's a book for anything, you know, yeah. like for anything you're interested yeah, yeah. in. Like people have done this. You're not walking on the moon for yeah. the first time. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like research what it is. Read some books. That'll lead you on a weird uh, down a rabbit hole of other books related to the topic. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's not only has it truly led to so much growth for me as a person, it's changed my relationship with education and what educating yourself means. It's changed my perspective even further on formal education like yeah. college. And it also has done so much to help me carve out moments to just focus and do one thing. And I really now look forward to those moments. It's almost like when yeah. you get, you know, everyone talks about when you get on an airplane and you have to shut your phone off and yeah. you're actually like, ah, like I got five <laughs> yeah, hours yeah. to New York and nobody can reach me. Yeah, yeah. And when I, I, now, you know, every morning or every night I try to carve out 30 minutes, an hour of reading and I put my phone away and I focus on what I'm doing and it's just really, uh, yeah, really good. Uh, as far as what books, you know, there's a, there's probably... 10 that I might not even be able to name that have truly done a lot for me. Um, you know, Think and Grow Rich is a big one that everyone yeah. talks about. But I'm going to be honest, it's hard to read. Hard like the way, hell. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> and I think it's a great book, and I listen to the audiobook sometimes on repeat, but the way that it's written is a difficult difficult to put the sentences yeah. together. Yeah. But the theory is very cool. Yeah. Uh, Principles by Ray Dalio yeah. is an absolute game changer. This big. Yeah, but in my mind, yeah. I would tell everyone, anyone who's even listening to this podcast because you have an interest in these types of things, buy Principles by Ray Dalio and only read the Life Principles section. Because the whole book is just his story, which you can read if you want, Life Principles. And then the Business Principles kind of repeats what the Life Principles yeah. are. So if you read that section, it's actually really small. And it's just like, holy cow, man. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Um, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan, Ryan Holiday. Holiday. He was on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight yep. was incredible. Um, man, I, w- I would love to like literally... To the list written down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Power of Intention is an incredible book. I'm not okay. even going to lie. I've read Oprah's book, What I Know For Sure, okay. the other day. And it's the only book that I've ever read in one day. No shit. And yeah, only in my life. And and it's like, it sounds weird coming from me that like, because I'm not, I don't even really know much about Oprah, to be honest. I just know yeah, she's yeah. Oprah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good branding. But she just crushed it in like putting lessons. You know, it's almost like the Ray Dalio book, but a little bit more like spiritual. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There, there's a there's a bunch. But those ones are the absolute must-read go-tos. Dope. Dope. That's good stuff. Yeah. So regarding just what you got going on business-wise, ventures, when it just comes to just wealth in general, putting your money places that it will grow, different things, investments, like for you, what are some vehicles that you either use or believe in that helped really, or that you look at that is just different from just running a business, but it just helps you capitalize your long term? Like, is there anything in particular that you do or that you would like to share that really would just resonate with the audience? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm not the best mentor on this one because I still very much operate from the mindset of like, I'm building a business first. And so uh, I'm really like actively working with priority number one being grow this thing. And, you know, a couple years ago it was like shift from retail to e-com. Grow, grow, grow. And and obviously there's a lot of upside there for me if I do that well and continue to do that well. Um, I do invest in like random shit. (laughs) You know, like I have a, a group of friends that that all invest in tech stuff together okay. and we've invested in a lot of uh, tech companies and up and coming things it's not I'm not doing any thorough due diligence yeah, I'm not yeah. you know what I mean I'm just yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. doing what the group does this looks yep, good yep, all right yep. um, we're in on like a juice company we're in on a granola company um, just across the board we kind of look at good investments and we yeah. as a group throw some money into it um, I don't do anything with real estate but obviously I it's 
you know, solid as long as you do it right. Yeah. And unless I'm missing anything, I think that's it, man. I, uh, I'm just not quite in that mindset. Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing enough to make sure that if everything went to shit, I'd be fine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, but I think that I see that as like kind of the next phase of my life. Okay. You know? Like I'd like yeah, to yeah. build this company. I'd like to one day either have it be a very strong cash flow business mm-hmm. or have some kind of exit have that feather in my cap of yeah. doing that and saying I completed a business and um, and then really be smart about investing and investing in companies working with young entrepreneurs yeah. stuff like that and kind of letting that be the next phase Dope. you know I kind of look at it like I'm taking I'm learning everything I can right now and I want to be able to apply everything I've learned okay. to helping people actually build yeah. businesses later that's and dope. that kind of like, become like VC in a sense or like venture yeah, capital yeah to a degree like yeah. long term yeah that's dope yeah I think it'd be cool I think it'd be cool if I had like a cool podcast yeah, yeah. cool little YouTube videos and <laughs> entrepreneurs build and sell businesses that'd be pretty dope that'd be a pretty cool guy hell yeah yeah shit that's what's up so I think the next thing I want to touch on just mm-hmm. so many things are going through my head I would say when it comes to the current situation and beyond, because obviously a lot of podcasts you talk about your past, touched on that and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. when it comes to your current standpoint, young and reckless, beyond here, yeah, are you more of someone that is long term thinking, team execution, or in the now thinking? But you know, there's stuff you have to reach for. As in, like, do you th- more? Are you more of an outside thinker or like an inside thinker? If you get what I'm saying, I kind of do. I think that I'm a blend of both. And I think that, like, I, you know, so what I just said is kind of how I see long, long, long-term goals. Like, that's, like, next 10, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I try to, you know, obviously my bigger goals for Young and Reckless are more based around Young and Reckless's growth and and um, and how we adapt over the next, let's say, five years. Mm-hmm. And then I try to, as much as I can, break those down into literally daily uh what I can do today to start to act on some of that. Yeah. And that's what I try to do. And that's what I tell other people to try to do. And so I know what I'm doing almost every hour of every day. And I know that that is working towards what I want to be doing in 15 years. And all of that might change and, yeah, and, yeah. and shift a little bit. It won't change. It'll shift, if anything. But, yeah, I think it's about having the balance between those two. Okay. You know? Definitely. So from a, from a merchandise standpoint, I think this always interests me, like, you go into a store or whatever, buy stuff online. Like the design, I feel like for Young and Reckless, like just the capability to design so many unique pieces of clothing. Like yeah. what goes into the actual design process of making clothes, manufacturing, and really just creating something that is just so beautiful in a yeah. sense when it comes yeah. to clothes. Yeah. But like, what's your part in that design team wise? Because I think from my standpoint, I was like a creative thinker. Yeah. I want to know like from your CEO position, like what goes into that process of just like from getting we need a new hoodie and this is a spring line coming up boom like what does that process look like yeah Yeah, so it's evolved that's evolved quite a bit too and it went from literally me I've never been a graphic designer or designer but for me it went from like sitting over the shoulder of the designers and literally picking colors and logo placement and everything (laughs) under the sun to now I'm acting much more as you know in the CEO role and I'm able to um oversee everything and I'm over to the, the cool thing is I'm able to have the conversations with retailers and potential let's say brand ambassadors or collaborations and obviously the design team very closely every day and mesh those things because I think that's a really important you need someone whether it's me or not someone has to be in that perspective of knowing what everyone wants at once right yeah. and so essentially you know the long story short of it is it's it's a lot of moving pieces in all those different places. I oversee them all. Um, but our design team is so talented now. You know, it's nine yeah. years in. It took some time. <laughs> oh, but they are just so good. And we have relationships with our retailers that we know. They're really transparent with us on what's working well and what we need to kind of make more yeah. of or maybe evolve on and what we need to dead. And then when it comes to our e-com, it's much more tripling down on the things that work and experimenting very heavily on new things. Okay. Like denim for us was an experiment experiment and we didn't really have much hope for it to be honest. Okay. We thought like sure we'll try it because why not. Yeah, yeah. But 
I, I don't think people want denim for us. And now on our e-com, men's denim is our biggest category. And, you know, Crazy. a year later. And now yeah. we can't bring in denim fast enough. And we're just trying to, you know, who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that's how you really evolve and, and grow that stuff. And, um, and, and also we're very, very price conscious. I never wanted to be aspirational. You can't get us. Ha ha. I, didn't, I never connected with that guy. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether it's from Akron, Ohio or what it is. But I never connected with... Like, look at how fancy I am. You can't be like me. Or yeah. look at how expensive my clothes are. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't want the brand to be that. I wanted it to be something that was cool and people could connect with and, and cool people were wearing it, but everyone could get it. And so when it comes to design and stuff, we do a lot of design for price, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that might mean you have like a button that looks really cool and like it might go into a pocket but there's no pocket there it's just a decorate you know it's just a decorative thing right or there's all these extra zippers and you know or whatever it is and you can kind of get a really cool look and not every button every pocket every everything just makes your price go through the roof right so we're designing for so that it looks cool but is affordable and um and then as a whole, as the brand, you know, we have our identity. We have kind of what Young and Reckless is and what we stand for. And then we do, I'm not in any way ashamed to admit this, heavily take into consideration what's going on in the market. Yeah. You know, or is moto denim cool? Great. We're going to make Young and Reckless moto denim that has yeah. a bit of a different look to it, but it's still capitalizing on what's going on. You know, yeah. we don't ever want to try to rest on, like, getting everyone to come to us. We want to play the game. Yeah. You know? Definitely. So I, I see now when it comes to your personal Instagram, it's like, what is it? You have like Mentor Monday or yeah. men, is that men, Mentor Monday, right? Yeah. So what is that? I saw that coming up recently just from a personal standpoint. Like what does Mentor Monday mean to you? What is that piece of content? Because I yeah. see you've been putting out that. And I actually, we reposted one of those on the Build Your Empire side of stuff. Yeah. So I want to know like what is, what's going on over there. Yeah, yeah. Here's what it is. I, at the end of the day, the reason why I do all of the content is because I want, I truly want to teach and inspire young people how to do what I did. That's it. Because that's all I know that's how it. to do, right? You're doing it right here. Exactly. <laughs> and so I started Short Story Long, the podcast, kind of with that mentality. But Short Story Long is very like me talking to other successful people. And sometimes it gets a bit of like high level. You know, it's kind of like, okay, great. Love that podcast. But yeah. where do I start? Yeah. You know? A hundred million. Yeah. yeah. You, know, <laughs> you hear that it's number, like, it's like shit. Yeah, shit. And so... So I think that like it was really cool. It is really cool, and it serves its purpose. Like, let's get some inspiration from here. But I realized when I kind of looked at everything, like, man, I'm not actually doing anything that is talking directly to that kid. Okay. And so we just said, why don't we directly talk to that kid? And so <laughs> we just, every Monday, um, we post the video, and we film it throughout the week, and we get people from the Instagram comments or DMs yeah. or whatever. And we just say, you know, send us what you're working on and why you – want to have a conversation yeah we line it up and i just go meet up with them wherever sometimes at the coffee place down at the bottom of the building and um i just say literally ask me anything like i don't have any secrets i don't have anything to hide (laughs) ask me anything you could possibly want to ask me i'll tell you everything and not only hopefully is that kid walking away a little bit more inspired or something Mm -hmm. but now i'm able to post it and hopefully you know a couple thousand other people might feel some way because that's honestly my goal like i all I want to do is find the quickest way to that. Yeah. I want someone to come up to me and say, you know, I moved out here because of you or I started this business because of you or I'm going for it because of you because that's the that's where the energy is for yeah, me, yeah. right? You know? So so that's what it is. It's just trying to talk directly to my followers about okay. whatever questions they may have. That's sick. Yeah. And is that more guided obviously towards the young demographic of your audience or yeah. Is it random or you have to know more about their story, what they're doing, and then you guys do like a random comment pick or how does that look? Like yeah, people I'll listening if they wanted to 100%. be a part of that. So if you want to be a part of it, you just um, literally comment on one of my Instagram pics is the best okay. way. And we're constantly looking through Appreciate them and responding and, and making sure that we hit people up and literally just say, I want to be a part of Mentor Monday. You know, put a hashtag Mentor Monday. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and I'm going to be really honest. We're, we're going to just – talk to everyone but we're also seeing what types of people my audience is resonating with the best you know like are they relating to an an 18 year old 
who doesn't really know what he wants to do but has an idea or are they resonating more with like a guy who has it going but doesn't know how to scale yeah you know and 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 so we want to see that because at the end of the day, that's my goal is to yeah. answer the right questions. Yep. So we're just kind of picking anyone who's got anything going that's yeah. not, you know, short story long type of person. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and just talking, you know, and yeah. whatever we talk about, we talk about. That's dope. Yeah. So, um, so we were at this conference this weekend in L.A. I was yeah. speaking there. Just I talked about personal branding and a lot of other people on stage were obviously telling their stories and then talking about their specific topic. Yeah. But when it comes to you and – I would guess storytelling and the way you look at social media. When you say like, all right, follow me on social media and the content you post, like what does your entirety of your brand mean? What's the standpoint that you're trying to press upon your audience? I know that you said inspiring the young people. Yeah. But when it comes to just your intent with it, obviously it's like from social media you aren't getting paid from your podcast or if you aren't monetizing it, yeah. you can, but there's different ways. But I know that you just sit down with people, have the good conversations. Yeah. But when it comes to, I would say, the intentional action on social media when did you really start going hard for everyone watching because i know like we talked about last time where it's like you run mtv and you were like in the tv world and it was hard it was a hard transition i believe you said transforming from like going hard on social media and doing the podcast or whatever it may be now that you're doing but what is your now core intent is i guess like i'm trying to get across right now so i would say that i started going like extra hard like at the beginning of the year maybe and I think I've always just kind of messed around on Instagram yeah, and, yeah. you know, thought it was cool and did it throughout our TV process and when Instagram was first starting and got a shit ton of followers from that. Yeah. But but it's not the same. You know, now I have a shit ton of followers and I don't have the engagement that matches my followers, okay. right? And that's because there was never any purpose. It was just like, follow the guy from TV and he's going to post pictures of his dog. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's what I did for a very long time. <laughs> and, and it was cool, but it has absolutely zero meaning. And so then it's kind of like realizing slowly, a little bit late to the party, that this is the new MTV, right? This is the platform. So if you want to build a brand and talk and reach people, this is where you do it. Mm -hmm. And so I started taking it seriously. Um, I think it was around January or February. And what that meant for me was just not only basic things like posting better photos and writing better captions and being a little bit more intentional with what I'm doing, but it meant like selling product less and, and just more talking more if that yeah. makes sense yeah. um, you know cause I did a lot of like new jeans oh now get them get them get them yeah. and it's like how many times can you hear that before <laughs> it's like alright dude we got it. Uh, nice dog yeah. and, and so uh, it's just about being a little bit more like authentic and I'll post little things from books that I'm reading or whatever in the captions yeah. Uh, writing longer captions has done well for me because you're actually saying something. It's yep. not just like, yo, yeah. gang, gang. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and like I said, good photos. And, and, and my intention is this. At the end of the day, I'm just a kid from Akron, Ohio that thought he had <laughs> no chance. Okay. Like, no chance. And through being exposed to some stuff and learning and keeping my mouth shut and waiting my turn and then hitting the gas pedal when I had a window, I have been able to have some insane experiences, help people buy my parents' cars and things and just live a life that I never even thought. Like, I never was growing up in Ohio like, this is going to be my life. I wasn't. And I want other people to have that, you know, just like all of us. I have family members. Ohio is one of the worst places where uh, the opioid yeah. crisis is going down, right? Everyone's just fucking just popping, biking yep. in, right? And friends, obviously, they ended up in jail. And, and just friends that just aren't happy. They yeah. just drank their lives away. And I think it's such – it just sucks because I think that the majority of that, believe it or not, or agree or not, comes from – having no purpose, not thinking that you're capable of anything, yeah. and thinking, this is it. High school is over. I'm going to marry that girl from band <laughs> class, and this is it. Yeah. And, and that just sucks. And so I don't know how to cure cancer. I don't know how to cure diseases. I don't know how to go with Elon Musk to Mars so yeah. we can all run away from Earth. I know how to do this. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell you over and over again how to do this, and I'm going to keep learning and keep telling you what I've learned so that hopefully we can all do it together. Yeah. Because, man, it's fun, and it's cool, yeah. and it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Great. It flows. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. So last question for all the, we call them empire builders that build your empire. So for the people that are learning and like you just said, like the intentional people that are looking for more and trying to gain more knowledge, I tend to look at our audience from Build Your Empire, people that are focused on doing more. Maybe they come by and just check out the content to either get motivated, inspired, or whatever. Yeah. But for the people listening, the Build Your Empire audience, for the thousands and thousands of people that are just listening right now, either car, airplane, whatever, yeah. what would just be a primary tip for, I would just say, maintaining things mentally? Because I think mental health is something that is not touched on enough in yeah. the school system. People are stressed, depressed. Oh, no. They don't know how to manage themselves. They get angry, go off on people, whatever that may be, right? Yeah. So just like from overall standpoint of mental health and just maintaining oneself, yeah. what are some tips that you've been able to gain throughout these years that you'd want the people to know? Uh, I think, I think, you know, I hate to be the one to tell you this because I thought it was so whack for so long for anyone to say this, but you gotta, you gotta exercise on some level. Yeah. Like you gotta like play tennis. Yeah. Go to like a cycle class, man. I don't care how stupid it looks. It's it. You need to do it. Okay. And if you want to use your brain, if you want, like, you got to uh, meditate. I hate to be the guy to tell you that too, because it <laughs> seems really weird. And I always thought it was some weird Buddhist shit, okay. but it's not. It's cool. <laughs> and there's tests on that it's too. Shit. And it checks out. Yep. You know what I mean? It's science. It's not okay. Buddhist. Um, <laughs> and, and last but not least. Like, let it go. You know what I mean? Like, don't dwell in in the losses. Like, I would urge you, if you're someone that thinks, you know, you're, you're kind of lost or, you know, you've taken too many losses and yeah. it's over for you, read some, tra- track down some books or some podcasts or some, something about people's stories and about people who've done really big things. Mm-hmm. And just do a week just hunting for losses. And, and you'll just see that the people who win and who really are happy and make it are the ones who learn to let the losses mean nothing. And so just let the shit go. Whatever's on your mind yeah. right now listening to this podcast, and you're like, yeah, but you don't have this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it, bro. Yeah. But, like, go play some tennis, meditate a little bit, and let that <laughs> shit go. You know what I mean? I feel you're you, gonna bro. You're going to be good. Good stuff, but, yeah. That's what I would say. Good stuff, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. For all the Empire Builders out there, make sure you go check out Drama. There's a lot of content that we'll be posting about Drama from the Mentor Monday, whatever it may be. We've been posting a bunch of your shit. Yeah, so thank you, man. Good stuff. So, yeah, everyone listening, appreciate you coming on, Drama. Heck yeah, Everyone, keep, go, keep building your empire. Peace. Build it. Build it, build it. Gang, gang. <laughs>